Hey everyone, Kiki Jock here in today's podcast. Crazy show for you today. Today I go in depth about how did we get here. I know in the last episode I talked about globalism and communism, how that's a threat, and we're seeing it now. And I will go through that. That's the main topic for today. Another cancellation coming up for you guys. I wow, I didn't cancel someone last episode, so Double cancelization for someone today. Just we're doing two cancelizations. Stupidest thing on the internet today. Uh, let's go. Geeky Chalk in today's podcast. So, today at the Democratic National Convention, I will prove to you. Today we had AOC openly support an open communist for the President of the United States at the Democratic National Convention. It's not just heading towards communism. It is a communist party now. So it's communism versus Americanism, globalism versus nationalism, major trends that I've been talking about about on the show. So here we go. Brutality of an economy that rewards explosive inequalities of wealth for the few at the expense of long-term stability for the many and who organized a historic grassroots campaign to reclaim our democracy. In a time when millions of people in the United States are looking for deep systemic solutions to our crises of mass evictions, unemployment, and lack of health care, in el espíritu del pueblo, and out of a love for all people, I hereby second the nomination of Senator Bernard Sanders of Vermont for President of the United States of America. There you go. She's openly endorsing Bernie Sanders, even Joe Biden's the nominee, because that's who they really want. And that's probably the real candidate. The real energy is communism in the party. It's now a straight up communist party. Um, here we have Bernie Sanders at the same convention talking about how even though he lost the election, they're winning the movement. They won the culture. Um, so here it goes. Our campaign ended several months ago. But our movement continues and is getting stronger every day. Many of the ideas we fought for that just a few years ago were considered radical are now mainstream. Yeah, like uh, like Black, Black Lives Matter. Honestly, I won't go into the racial aspect of that, but it's an open Marxist organization. Just go on blacklivesmatter.com. They use terms like Conrad. I mean, they openly say they're trained Marxist. That's you know, a big a big thing that's destabilizing the nation. That's something that we'll get to later on in the show of how did we get here? How did how did how is it that the Democratic National Convention is openly spouting communism and, and supporting communist leaders? And uh you know I really wanted to get to it and to, as to why. And sometimes it's not sexy. This isn't a sexy episode. It's a straight up uh, let's get real episode about ideological warfare, everything I've been talking about throughout our show. So I really wanted to really get an in-depth analysis of what's going on, and not just from Twitter, but I did in my own research, and I've basically been studying communism for a couple weeks now, unfortunately. But I ran into this guy named Yuri. He is a defector from the Soviet Union, and he had a lot of interesting things to say, and we'll get to it. Um, so let's do that now, let's go. 
personal experience, what is the difference between life under communism and life in the United States? Well, life is obviously very much different for, for simple reason that uh, the Soviet Union is a state capitalist economically. It's a state capitalism where an individual has absolutely no rights, no value. His life is nothing. It's just like an insect. He's disposable. Whereby in the United States, even the, even the worst criminal is treated as a human being. He has a fair trial, and some of them capitalize on their crimes. They, they publish their memoirs in their prisons and uh, get handsomely paid by your crazy publishers. Uh, the uh, differences, of course, in the daily life are very various, uh, depending on who, who we are talking about. In my own private life, I never suffered from communism simply because I was brought up in a family of high-ranking military officer. Uh, most of the doors were open for me. Most of my expenses were paid by the government. And I never had any troubles in, uh, with the authorities or, or with the police. So, in other words, I, I would say I, I enjoyed. So what he's saying there is in, in socialism, communism countries like his Soviet Union, the state is in control of everything, right? The individual has no rights, no private property. You're basically just a slave to the state. And he, he goes on to say, hey, you know, for me, I was born into a bureaucratic family. I think his dad, not, not I think, his dad was a high-ranking military official for the USSR. So for him, things weren't all that bad, right? But for the normal, you know, run-of-the-mill average Joe in the Soviet Union at the time was basically a slave. So um, why is this important, right? Why, why am I listening to this Russian guy? John, geeky jock, why do I care? Interesting question you may ask. Um, because this guy basically outlines from start to finish what I'm seeing. And I'm going to tie it all together. So stay with me. So he starts off by saying, hey, in socialism, individuals just have no rights as opposed to America where, you know, even your prisoners, you know, you get a fair trial. You can even capitalize off your crimes, dude. You can write books about your murders and get paid. He's basically saying, dude, this is luxury, man. This is nice. Even your criminals are are treated with dignity and respect whereas your average guy in socialistic country or communism country is just a nobody with nothing a slave so all right we go on nothing to do with affluence it was mainly moral indignation moral protest rebellion against the inhuman methods of of the soviet system yeah so that guy basically he left because not because of the affluence he enjoyed but because it was wrong but what the oppressive regime was doing to people so he left and he defected so he continues on here um, telling us what our modern-day leftists are um, according to him let's go they, be no, the they, they, they serve purpose only at the stage of destabilization of a nation for example your leftists in the United States all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defender they are instrumental in the process of the of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation when their job is completed they are not they are not needed anymore they know too much some of them when when they get disillusioned when they see that marxist leninists come to power they, obviously they get offended they think that they will come to power that will never happen of course they will be lined up against the wall and shot yeah here he's talking about in the last episode hey so just a quick note on the last episode i i used elude like a million times so i'm gonna try not to use that word what i brought up on last episode 
was how academia has left, how we lost the culture, right? And here he's saying, yeah, in America, this is this was done in the 90s when he got interviewed. Um, but it's very foreshadowing as to what's happening now. In that little segment, he's like, hey, you know, teachers in academia are, you know, spouting this communism stuff, you know, you know, and when things go south, they're going to be the first ones dead because they know too much. They were indoctrinated into this oppressive ideology. And when they don't rise to power, obviously they're very frustrated because they thought they would be the ones in power. You know, it's all about power. That's all this is. So if you have any leftist teachers spouting this communism stuff, this is what he's what he's alluding to. This is what he's talking about right here. All right. So we go on here. He, here he goes. He is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, active in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. There you go. It's uh, psychological warfare. Something I brought up in one of our first episodes about how I said, hey, you know, we're at war. You know, we think we're not, but we are. We're being brainwashed every day by this ideological warfare that's been launched on us. It, it, not not only just by by the by Russians or it's what's going on right now. It's an ideological subversion. And he's just saying, you know, our, our budget wasn't espionage it wasn't james bond all that glorification you know it was none of that that's about 15 percent of the budget the other stuff the important stuff the 75 percent of the budget was to ideological warfare and subversion aka brainwashing of the american populace pretty scary stuff man so uh we continue i'm just gonna let him talk and i'll keep reacting so because he's a, he's a smart guy man this this guy is for real you can look him up on youtube i'll give you all that information after the show all right, so here we go. Very interesting. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on, on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow... So he said the other 85% is a slow, slow subversion process, which he goes over here. Um, Really interesting stuff. I'll react after. You guys want to hear this for sure. The perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending 
themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Yeah, that's crazy. So kind of seeing that now, right, if we lead to that now, we can't come to any conclusions. And that's true. We're so divided now, you know. N the left is completely lost in this ideology. You know, we can't come to conclusions. Men are, men are women, women are men. I mean, basic things, right? That's what he's saying. We can't come to any logical conclusions. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how far apart we are. And therefore, we can't, you know, we don't need guns. We should have guns. We can't come to any, any conclusions about anything, about how to protect your family, right? The fundamentals. We, we just can't come to those conclusions because of the brainwashing. Um, it's all planned. It, it, it's, it's part of the destabilization process that we find ourselves in now. And it's pretty scary when you hear it and it's like, oh, oh crap, this is exactly what's happening right now. Um, all right, so here he comes. In demoralization, it takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or contra- Yeah, I wanted to come with some real hard facts against all the doubters out there when I said academia is left. You know, he, he, that's what he's saying. He's, they're, they're pumping this stuff. Why do, you think social, why do you think college kids come out communist, socialist? You know, they come out Marxist. <laughs> you know, you just said it. They're pumping this stuff into their brains. They start to believe this stuff. And, and if you really listen to his words very carefully, you know, you can start to break down what he's really saying. He said, okay, yeah, you're teaching socialism and stuff. That's cool, right? That's okay. I mean, we can learn about other ideals. But he said, without, without the counter of basic of Americanism. And what do we see in this country? America's trash. America's racist. You know, our founding was trash. It was never great. That, that, that's, that's the consensus of the left now about America. You know, the founding fathers never had any merit in the spirit of their ideas and things of that nature. Yeah, so, you know, he's on the money. You know, that's exactly what we're seeing today. Um, when I was in college, it wasn't so bad. I, I got out like 2012, 2013. It's only gotten worse. I saw signs of that, but I definitely see a trend of kids coming out Marxist, you know, hating America's founding because they've been brainwashed into this left this ideology you know the american spirit of freedom you know paved the way to create this country you know it wasn't founding in bad faith but you know that's that's the part of the brainwashing right socialism is good america is bad in your own country that's what he's saying they're teaching you to hate your own country in your own country pretty crazy stuff uh so he's already saying that this is going on and here's proof here we go the demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already uh, for the last 25 years. Actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to 
true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. Wow, that's, that's crazy. So I, I even talked about in my end of days podcast, uh, Make Corporations Great Again, about how we're in the information age. And he's saying, hey, even in the great information age, even if you give these people, these brainwashed people, unfortunately, some these kids, you know what, I shouldn't talk about them in such contempt. You know, it's, it's, they're just kids, some of them, you know, being brainwashed by this stuff. <clears throat> but he, what, he, what he's saying is that even when they're presented with facts, with evidence, you know, the ideology, the the demoralization, as he calls it, you know, has, has set in. And, you know, not even facts can save these people. And we see that now in our society. You know, I can tell basically a college leftist, hey, man, men are not women. And they would probably lose it on me. You know, you can show them all the evidence about how men have different chromosomes and how we're fundamentally different, but their ideology, you know, does not allow them to to see reality as it is. Instead, they see reality through their through their ideologies. You know, just like I, you know, <laughs> the other, it's just like when they say men can have periods. You know, it. I remember that was going around for a while. You know, just examples like that, right? of just clear insanity, you know, clear insanity, you know, Donald Trump's a racist, you know what I mean, like, even if I should, even if you think I'm a racist by my views, even if I tell you I'm not, if I'm showing you evidence, even now, if I'm showing you this evidence by this guy saying, you're gonna be like, well, that guy's not, who's that guy, that guy's full of shit, blah, 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 but you'll go and believe the mainstream media, right, or you'll go and believe your, 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 you're perfectly uncorrupted politicians, right? But you won't listen to a guy from the Soviet Union saying, dude, this is going on, man, and it's working. So I don't know what to tell you guys. All right, let's go on. It's only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. Uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., 
with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of, of new generation of Soviet assassins, never mind. He will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. That's crazy, because what I remember when the whole COVID-19 thing happened was the new normal, right? That's what they try to sell us. The new normal, wear a mask, <clears throat> even though it was unconstitutional. Wear a mask, right? The new normal brought our country to crisis, right? The schmucks, the governors. I mentioned that in Politics is Dead, about how people, you know, you present people with facts about how most of the COVID deaths are the governor's faults because, you know, they're in control of their own countries. I mean, their own states, right? Trump really had nothing to do with any actions from the states. <laughs> you know, but you present people with evidence and they'll be like, oh my God, no, Trump is a racist no matter what. You know, so you can kind of start to see what, what he's saying is actually true. You know, we've come to crisis. They try to put a new normal. It, it's going on actively right now with the schmucks who are in, are in power right now. Whitmore and Newsom and all those corrupt players. Joe Biden even said, new mandatory mask mandate. Talk about new normal, right? Scary stuff. All right, we, we go on. Disgustingly out of control. Most of the American politicians, media, and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. The United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's, it's the system However ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy, whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to. Wow. Powerful words right there at the end, man. Wake up. And I think we're here. We're right there at the 2020 election. If we, if we as a country, somehow vote for Biden, don't know why you would do that. You know, I don't even want to be partisan, but just based on his age and oh, and his VP is now Kamala Harris, who's just a very corrupt individual as well. Or we go with Trump, we put America first, you know, we, we turn this around because we are at crisis. We are at destabilization. You know, he said demoral. So it's demoralization, which is the brainwashing, right? And then it's destabilization with all these ideologies. You can, no one can come to any conclusions. We're all fighting. Up is down. Left is right. Men are women. Men can get pregnant. You know what I mean? Everyone's racist. You know, these things, These that's part of the destabilization process based on the brainwashing. And then at the very end, you know, the normalization of this nonsense. And we can see that with you know, them pushing the Green New Deal to destabilize our economy, 
right? Take it from private enterprise into basically a communist state. You know, he's saying it. He basically said that's what they do. They destabilize the economy. You know, that's what the Green New Deal is. It's basically a communist takeover. No more private property. You know, it's crazy. You know, I've been talking about this, and I thought it went away when Bernie Sanders got eliminated, but the Democrats had other plans, man. And I had stated before that the Democrats, this was their new. This is the platform now. It's communism. The the subversion has worked, and now we got to fight it or we lose our country. That's how I see it. All right, that was a little bit of a <laughs> Debbie Downer. I get it, guys. So, uh, stupidest thing on the internet and the cancelization was the ending of the Democratic National Convention. I'll play it and. Uh, okay, so it starts off with some old guy playing guitar. I see a. Wait, wait, wait! I just want to want to describe the scene. So it's. I know this guy's an actor from Hollywood or something. I don't know who he is. He's African-American guy. They're obviously gay. No, no doubt about it. But I'm not interested in that. In the background, there's a red American flag. Not, not red. It's red stars and red stripes with kind of like a weird, oh, kind of gray, blue aqua color. It's just weird. Um, it, it's very weird. Um, but anyway... Uh, I'll continue the clip. Red stars signify communism, as you know that, so that's kind of weird. All right, let's go. Okay, just singing kind of weird. Okay, whoa, the flag just kind of separated apart into a red background. Weird. All right, you guys, I don't want to kill you guys' ears anymore with that. That was the end of the Democratic Convention last night. Obvious communism symbols in there, guys. I mean, look it up for yourself. Look at that ending. You can see the flag rip apart into a sea of red. It's, it's crazy, guys. Yeah, so I am canceling the Democratic National Convention. I am canceling Democratic platform as they are total communist communist shields now. Um, I don't even mean that in a playful way. I mean, this is serious stuff. Like I said, it's a pretty serious episode. Um, I think at this point, anybody logically can look at the Democratic platform and see that it's that it's open Marxism at this point, and their plan is working. End of days, truly are. It's a, what a time to be alive. What a time to, you know, like I said, if you didn't feel like you had anything to fight for, or if you didn't have anything, you know, if you didn't think we were at war, or you know, it, it's it's quite cool once you start to look at things differently. And you don't have to believe anything that was said on this show today, or believe me or anything that I say. But uh, even if it just makes you wonder, um, that's that's what I want. Just wonder about it, right? Maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. But, you know, what if he's right? So that's where I'm at. Uh, so Saturday, we're jumping off a cliff. Me and Clark Kent, we're going all out. Uh, it's my birthday on Saturday. We'll have a special, special episode for you guys. Um, mostly for me. 
not really for you guys to be a celebration of me, of your overlord, geeky jock. Uh, so we'll see if Clark Kent can even make the jump. You know, I am challenging him. We'll see. And I am going to troll him really hard. So check it out, guys. Uh, email me with anything. I haven't gotten emails lately. I know we stopped for a while. So feel free to email me, even if you want to say how much you hate me. Um, that's fine. Um, anyway, end of day's podcast. Geeky Jock. See you guys. Later.